This is your guy Sway Way and your boy K Dub, aka Mr. Worthy, and you're listening to the Champ and the Chump Podcast. So we got football, basketball, baseball, what have you. Listen to the Champ and the Chump Podcast. Champion the Chump Podcast. Where the regular folks talk about sports. Yo, 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 yo. We are back. <laughs> you are listening to the Champ and the Chump Podcast, sponsored by 118 Media. This is your guy Sway Wade, and I got my guy over here. Hey, hey, hey. This is K Dub. How y'all doing today? The family. Here <laughs> Champ and the Chump Podcast family. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> LLC, you forgot to see. You know, LL <laughs> Cool J is hard as ah. <laughs> we got a special guest in the building Boom. today. Do, 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 do. This is a guy who I consider a brother. He's doing great things uh, in the community. What I do love about him is his attention to detail. Uh, he really cares about the kids that he work with. And then he also cares about their parents. Cool. So I'm cool. going to let him introduce himself, the one, the only, Ranye Henry. Hey, Henry. Thanks for having me, Sway. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> so tell us, tell us a little, a little bit about you and what you do. Well, um, I'll start with this. So I actually went to Bolton High School. Bolton. Uh, played for Arr. the late. Joe Branch, and I'm a, the reason why I want to mention him first mm-hmm. is because I don't know if you follow sports in Memphis, but they had a um, uh, an award presentation back in October of 2022. Okay, and my late coach, he passed away in 1987. He was inducted into the Sports Hall of Fame, what almost 30 some years after his death. Wow! Wow! So that kind of gives you an idea of what kind of impact he had. Like obviously his impact was such that even 30 plus years after he died, uh, wow. people still wanted to recognize his greatness. Absolutely. So that's for Tennessee, the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. Okay. Oh, no, no, it was Memphis. Okay. It's, okay. Uh, I guess he, even better. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I, I want to mention that first because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for his influence. Mm. Uh, and I say that. Um, from a guy who I watched for four years as a player. And even before that, like when I was in the seventh, eighth grade, I knew going to Bolton, I had to be different. Right. Mm. Uh, there was an expectation. It was a bar set. Um, you just knew when you walked through those doors that excellence was, excellence was expected from you. So I just had to give him credit. Um, I, I can't, you know, I can't even talk about my college career. Uh, I can't talk about what I've done professionally without mentioning him first because mm-hmm. of his influence, not only as a coach, but as a mentor as well. All right, let's, let's give it up for Coach. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. But like the blueprint. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We all have one. <laughs> you can learn the game from someone normally. All right, yeah. so we're going we're gonna to dive right into it. So, you, you know, we always give the show a name, and then we're going to go with a quote. So today's show is called Fundamentally Talented. Again, it's Fundamentally Talented. And I have a quote for you guys. Winners don't just learn the fundamentals. They master them. You have to monitor your fundamentals constantly because the only thing that changes will be your attention to them. And Mr. And that was by Michael Jordan. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> the goat. <laughs> the Holla back. That and, was a great quote, though. That was awesome. And the reason why I like that quote, because that is a perfect uh, segue into how Mr. Ranye Henry operates with his kids, with his fire workouts, just as a person. So I call you the most fundamentally guy that I've ever seen play basketball. I tell people this all the time. It took me two years to know that you were left-handed because oh. I mean he, he can shoot with the right hand or the left hand. I didn't know. So uh, if you want to expound on like what fundamentals mean to you in the game of basketball. And, and, and Ronnie, if, yes. if, if you don't mind, you, I would like to hear this Bolton and it's been booming what happened also <laughs> with your career and even how you got to the place of teaching. Okay. Hmm. So I'll address your your size way first. So, I mean, I think sometimes people want to skip steps. You know, it's, <laughs> it's easy to get out there and, and try to emulate what you see on television. Um, but it's really difficult to develop uh, um, those fundamental traits and be consistent with them all the time, regardless. Um, so this is something I would tell the kids that I train in my class. I would tell them this years ago, you know, when Tim Duncan was still playing. I would ask them, uh, who is the better player, Tim Duncan or Kevin Garnett? Mm-hmm. And most people yeah. would assume that Kevin Garnett was a better player. Mm-hmm. And so I would ask them, well, how many titles does Kevin Garnett have? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'd say one. So how many titles does Tim Duncan have? He has five. And then I would ask them, who averaged more points per game? And most people would assume that Kevin Garnett averaged 30 some points. No, yeah. their, their scoring average is almost the same. It's like, you know, 27 point something. So it's almost the same. So what I try to get kids to understand is just because you run down the court and pound your chest and scream and, you know, do the little man thing like you're too small, that doesn't mean that you're a better player. (laughs) That's right. It doesn't mean that. You know, Tim Duncan was none of that, but he still dominated in his era. And I I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Right. And I think the thing that a lot of kids need to understand that everybody's not going to be 6'10", 7 feet tall. So if the average person is going to be 6'1", 6'2", then your fundamentals have to be so sharp, you know, that you can cut air with it. Right. Mm. And I don't think people have embraced that enough, and they still are upset that their kids aren't playing a lot or their kids aren't getting recruited. Mm. You know, like there's so many levels to it um, that I think people overlook that. <clears throat> I, that that's, that's, that's super. That's super right there. And I received that because one of the first things outside of – you know, watching you play basketball was watching how you pay attention to your kids and how you don't have a gym full of 30 kids. You know, the number is no more than about what, 10, right? At the most. Right. Yeah. It's, it's 10 at the most. And I said, I was like, man, you know, I said, well, what you do, you know, this gym should be full of kids. And the first thing you said, you was like, well, if the gym was full of kids, then somebody is not going to get that special attention that they need. Right. And this is what their parents are paying me for. Mm-hmm. So if their parents are paying me for special attention, I don't want to take anybody's money. So th- you already won me over. Right. You know, at that right. Point. Very and, genuine individual. And I started sending my son to Runye. And right. one of the first things that I that I loved is he was like, OK, Chris, um, his jump shot is okay, but it could be better. And I was like, well, how can it be better? And then he started taking pictures 
of yeah. Chris shooting his jump shot at every spot from jumping, form, even before he was getting off the ground. Right. And then what I loved, I get a picture, and it was just kind of like so many pictures in one of his total jump shot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if this guy can pay that much attention to my son and it's, you know, eight, nine other players in here, this is a guy that I want to, you know, continue to simulate. Absolutely. To. Very intricate. Uh, I haven't, I've never heard of anything like that before, you know? Man, that, I, I, I was trying to find a picture. I think it was on a, um, it was on a, an old phone, mm. but it showed every step of his jump shot yeah. until he released the ball. Yeah, they use that for uh, you know entertainment purposes. You know when you know, when somebody makes a good shot or right. you know the, blah, blah, the before and after all in that uh, in that motion. But to help uh, a young person uh, to help develop their game with with that type of awesomeness, man, I, I we have to I have to applaud that. Absolutely, I'm very excited that Landon will be meeting <laughs> one day, <laughs> Henry. <laughs> Very soon, you understand. Absolutely. Um, I was thankful for our conversation uh, before we got to the show uh, last week, and man, I think we was on the phone two hours, and I was just absorbing so much uh, uh, intelligence, you know, when it comes to to ball, and I pretty, I'm not pretty much sure I agreed with everything he said. <laughs> I mean, because it all makes sense, right? fundamentals of pick and roll will kill you it will destroy it will break your team down no matter how talented they are because it's a very frustrating thing to see against you and and being delivered there's going to be a shot out of there's going to be a jump shot or layup out of that pick and roll if it's right. constant christian brothers high school <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I saw it. Yeah. so run What's what's the, the the typical kid that comes to you? Because, of course, I've seen you, but our audience hasn't really seen you in, in, in form. So when when I come into the gym again, I don't see the tallest kids. I don't see the most athletic kids. Mm-hmm. I don't see a kid that I think, man, this kid is going to be like a number one pick. Mm-hmm. But when you watch them practice and when you watch them play. They play hard, and their fundamentals are top-notch. Talk to us on how you develop their fundamentals and, and what's your secret. <clears throat> well, so you wouldn't believe this. There was a show uh, that used to be on, I don't know if it was on TNT. It was called Brain Games. Mm. And so the whole show was about, um, I, so I remember one episode where they had somebody stand in front of, uh, I don't remember what it was, in front of a board. They had a guy. To his left, to his right, they said you had to stare straight ahead. Okay. And so what they did was the guy standing to the left or right was dressed as a cheerleader. Mm. <laughs> but, but but what they would do, what they would do is every now and then it would be a girl dressed up as a cheerleader or a guy dressed up as a cheerleader. You have to look straight ahead and use your peripheral vision mm. and try to figure out if it was a guy or a girl. I like that. Mm. That's funny. And so so that was one episode, but there were several episodes that talked about how the mind works under stress, how the mind works if you're doing more than one thing at a time. So when I started approaching basketball training, I started thinking about how the mind works because it really doesn't matter physically. You could be 6'5", like you could be my height, you could jump out the gym, but if your mind doesn't work while you're playing, it doesn't mean anything. You could mm-hmm. jump out the gym and be the dumbest player on the floor. That's right. So the way I started approaching training is I would analyze and look at how kids move. I would look mm-hmm. at how they react. 
what the reaction time is. And I would, from there, I would figure out, this is how I'm going to approach developing their skill level because everybody's skill level is the same. Um, and, I, and I'm not trying to knock anybody, but I've seen trainers bring 10 or 15 kids in and all of them do the same drill. Mm. I don't do that. If I, if I see there's a kid that has a specific deficiency, we're going to do something different. Or I'm going to put three or four kids here, three or four. You know, I'm going to break it up to address what their deficiency is. And what does that take? That takes a keen eye. That takes mm-hmm. attention to detail. And it takes patience. And it takes someone that's not so much concerned about how much money just walked in the door. They're concerned about what walks out of the door. So <laughs> that's my perspective. That's the way I look at it because, I mean, and, I, and I've, I've told parents this. I've, I've, I've actually turned parents away because I've told them training isn't what your child needs. Your child needs to play. Or training with me mm-hmm. isn't the right situation for them. They need to train with someone else. I've done that. Yeah. You know, I've known people that they'll take anybody because they want that money. Right. right. I don't do that. That's just not the way I, I roll because I just feel like if I'm going to affect somebody, it's got to mean something. It's got to be real. Right. And if it's if it's not going to happen for that person, I'm honest enough to tell a parent that. Yeah. And, and something that I've seen uh, in your sessions, normally you'll see a mom or dad, they'll drop the kid off and then they go do run some errands or whatever. But <clears throat> at least I've seen on, on their first couple of sessions they stay there and they're just as much as in awe as the kid is tired. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, tell us, tell us about, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you my story. So like when, when you were training Chris, I was trying to do some of those drills too. And like he said, I mean, he is really shocking the mind. He is really confusing the mind. He had us balancing. I don't know what you call the little it's Bosu. Okay. We were balancing on the Bosu. And he was throwing the little beanbag balls at us. And we had to balance and catch and throw it back to each other. Wow. I'm concentrating on not falling. I love it. <laughs> I'm concentrating on while not. While you were dribbling. Right. While you, oh, while you, <laughs> I love it. And then he had a drill to where you're dribbling in your left hand on the ground, but you're dribbling on the right hand on the wall. On the wall. Oh, and I'm like, God. man, like I'm like, that is that is so Hard to do, but the but the one that that just killed me and it kills all them kids. Tell them about the ladder. So, if you play football, ran track, ran, played soccer, you probably use a speed ladder. I've seen trainers use a speed ladder. As a matter of fact, I remember this guy uh, reached out to me and asked me to work with his son. He sent me a video of of a guy having his son go through a speed ladder and then pick up, then dribble the ball and do a move. I was like, okay, whatever. Well, I make them dribble the ball and do footwork in the speed ladder at the same time. I make them dribble the ball, do footwork in the speed ladder, and toss and catch a tennis ball. I make them dribble the ball, do footwork in the speed ladder, and bounce and catch a tennis ball. So you're doing three things at one time. Anyone who's played basketball at a decent level or even a high level, you know that during the game you have to process multitudes of information at a time. you got to remember to play the coach call. you got to read the defenses being played. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you got to see where all, nine, all the other nine players on the floor are moving in concert and know where the ball should go, where you should go and make those reads and split, you know, in fractions of a second. Right. Right. right so right. when you train someone to think constantly on their toes and their mind and body has to be in tune, then you're not just developing basketball skills, you're developing something else. And so obviously I've had kids that have been through my program that didn't end up playing basketball, but they played lacrosse, they played soccer, mm, they played baseball. Transferred. They played something else, but it's transferred mm-hmm. uh, to other sports. Wow. And I'm okay with that. Like, I, I'm, you know, I'm fine with that. No, that's great. So, 
Um, again, it's attention to detail. It's understanding the body and how the mind works as an athlete because you can't have one without the other and be successful. You know, Ronnie, I never understood why coaches don't go five on six so there's six people on defense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or but, but you know some coaches do. Okay. Oh! And uh, also other stuff like, um, okay, run hard, then go shoot those free throws, right? Some coaches do that. While <laughs> noise, make noise everybody at the line. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a, it's a, it's a, it's a last second situation every time, right? Uh, I, I feel like the free throw line is way overlooked now. It's very frustrating because those points are how Jordan got his 30. It's 10 mm-hmm. at the line yep. and 20 doing something else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Two, what, four dunks, a few layups, a couple jump shots. You know what I'm saying? It was very calculated that we figured out that it, what MJ was doing. But he was always 10 of 12 from the line, 12 for 13, you know, and I just see things like just falling at the wayside, like let this talented kid go in and do his thing. Uh, So, you know, I I certainly appreciate like this refreshing outlook on on training because we didn't, me and this guy, we didn't have, we didn't have training. Mm -hmm. We had we had some coaches. Well, no, I'm talking about we had basketball, uh, uh, college, and NBA, and then there was a commercial. Right. And then you go try to do that move. Right. right. You understand? And then right. when the game's over, now that's what you're doing. You know? Right. So things have definitely evolved, and now we need a gentleman just like this to keep the game honest, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, is, uh, do we need to take a break right now? Well, oh, yeah. Let's take a break. oh I, I'm K Dub. We got we got uh, <laughs> Ronye Henry in the building. I got my guy Sway. Wait, we're gonna take a couple minutes break, family. We will be right back. The Champ and the Chump podcast. One of the newest food trucks on the streets of Memphis, pulling up at a location near you. It's the Chicken Mind. 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 Get your fresh fried chicken, french fries, onion ring, corn nuggets, fried catfish, nigga, fuck you mean. It's the chicken mind. It's the chicken mind. It's the chicken mind. It's the chicken mind. Get your fresh fried chicken, french fries, onion ring, corn nuggets, fried catfish, nigga, fuck you mean. It's the chicken mind. You looking for some of the best fried chicken in Memphis? Be sure to catch the Chicken Mind food truck or call 901-524-8880. The Chicken Mind food truck pulling up at a location near you. We are back and you are listening to the Champ in the Chump podcast. It's a special day for us. We always love it when we have guests here. Uh, I'm your boy Sway Wade. I got my guy. K-Dub in the house. And we have Mr. Ronye Henry. Absolutely. Runye Henry. Sir. So we were talking about being fundamentally talented. And he I consider him my brother. And when you watch this guy play, his fundamentals are on point. When he teaches his kids, the fundamentals are on point. Even when you have a conversation with him. True. His fundamentals <laughs> are on point. So I consider him fundamentally talented. So let's talk about your transition out of high school and let's talk about your playing days after high school. Where did you go? You know what? I want to go back. 
Okay. To high school. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. <laughs> because it's a lead-in. Because it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, when we started the show, I talked about my late coach, Joe Branch. Okay. Uh, and I know over the years, you you hear people talk about Duke and their brotherhood mm-hmm. and their, that Duke program, North Carolina, same kind of thing. That's how I felt about my high school team. Wow. Um, me too. So, I had to go back and do some research. So, before I got to high school, my high school coach had won four state championships. Wow. The day I walked yeah. on campus, he had won four state championships. He, we won a fifth my sophomore year. Boom. The beauty of that is this. When I was in from the fifth grade to the eighth grade, when I walked outside and I went to the court, it was nine dudes up there that played on the state championship team in my high school, oh, in my neighborhood. What? In my neighborhood. So when I went to the court and played, I wasn't just playing against the best dude down the street we're playing against one of the best dudes in the state right yikes Woo. so it was nine of them and, I, and I, I don't, i'm not i don't i don't i'll name a couple of them uh daryl brown the late daryl brown he lived right behind my grandmother that's where i stayed uh vince singleton he played at long beach state mm. um my cousin anthony clark played uh michael williams uh Salter hearn and i know i'm forgetting some guys but it was nine of them nine or ten guys in my neighborhood so I saw them every day. So you talk about somebody that was motivated. Yeah. Um, you know. So when I played in my for my high school team, I felt like I was playing a dude. I yeah. felt like I was yeah. playing in North Carolina. I'm sure the kids that play at East High School kind of feel the same way. You know, mm-hmm. when you win a lot of state championships, you go to the state, you feel that way. Kids from White Station back in the day when they were going to the state. I like that. I like that a lot. So, so th- <laughs> that's that's what we felt like. So I, that's why I wanted to go back because okay. playing for my high school. Uh, meant so much to me, um, not just for basketball purposes, but it felt like there was a purpose. Right. It wasn't just about winning games. It was like uh, having a badge of honor playing for that program. Truth. Yeah. So we'll jump to, to college. I played at Rose College. I uh, played for Herb Hilgerman, who is also in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so I was blessed to have two Hall of Fame coaches in my in my lifetime. Wow. Look at that. Um, and, I had, and, and I'll tell you one interesting thing about playing in college, and I know a lot of young kids experience this. Uh, playing somewhere where maybe a year or two you feel like, well, I don't want to be there. So I, I kind of struggled with that my sophomore year. And my cousin, Anthony Clark, had a conversation with him. He said, dude, finish what you started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. by doing so, I ended up being the MVP of my team my senior year. Um, every year I was there, we played UT Martin. Mm. I, I'm going to love telling this story. <laughs> so every year, sophomore, uh, freshman, sophomore, and junior year, we got beat by 30. So my senior year, uh, me and some of my teammates went to our coach and said, Coach, we're not going to change anything. We're not going to change our game plan against them this time. So we went up there, and we beat them by two in overtime. I think I had 27 Boom. and 12. Um, and I remember our assistant coach, you know, because any time you're Division three and you play a team that's Division two, they pay you. Mm, cool. So, cool. So he came in the locker room. He ran into the locker room with the check. <laughs> and he said we just got their coach fired oh, wow let's give that a uh, round of applause coach dropping the ball literally um real quick uh our our buddy uh philip dotson jr mm-hmm. his son philip yes. p3 has been getting it in at Rose. I, I went to see him play. Yeah, really? yeah. I, I got some photos. I wonder play. if I saw you at one of those. I've been to like three or four, yeah, but we, you know we had the support because this guy, this young fella, he's man, he's focused out I, there. I saw him play in high school. So talented. I saw him um, play in high school. 
very down to earth. You know, he doesn't have a, that ego. You know, you got to have an ego on the court, but he that's not him in real life. You know what I'm saying? It, it, very refreshing. So he, he's, he's holding down your alma mater, sir, mm-hmm. as you very well know. Hey, so listening to Ranye's story, it sounded like he almost entered the transfer portal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where he wanted to go all right so let's talk about what what you did overseas after after roads after roads after or no i didn't play overseas right i'm so, saying you so, so so what happened was make a long story short so i a blessing happened yeah okay so I, I was working for an insurance company uh they let me go and I ended up working part time at the Jewish Community Center. Right. Oh yeah. And that's where the training and coaching actually started. Mm-hmm. So it was actually a blessing. So maybe I was there for two years, two or three years, and they asked me to be their coach for the Maccabi Games. And basically, what the Maccabi Games are, it's like a Olympic style event for Jewish kids. Mm-hmm. So we had put a team together. We it was kind of cool because before we we left, I, I think I, I can't remember the name of the book. I had them read a book, um, the Jungle Book. Yeah, you know, it was a book about. Look, 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 look! He's trying to be funny. Yes, he he's ugly. He's funny looking. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy. But but I was really trying to motivate them to understand that uh, this basketball journey that we we're going on mm. was more than just going to Israel and playing. Right. So this time the tournament was in, in Israel. We were there for two weeks. Um, out of thirty-two teams, I think we came in eighth, eighth place. Wow. But it was just an awesome experience to yeah. go. I've never been to Israel before, so I got a chance to go, um, and we got a chance to play some basketball. So that was kind of cool. So that was an excellent experience. Uh, actually, it was an international experience because several of those teams were from all over the world, like Australia and other other parts of the, of the world. So Ronnie, what cool. year was that? That was 2012. Okay, okay, okay. No, 2011. Hey. 2011. Okay. And peep this. I, I don't want y'all to think I'm greedy, but. Um, I always kind of incorporate food in some of some in some of these uh, sessions, right? <laughs> but Runye, I get Runye. <laughs> That's the I fat get, boy. Man, I give Runye credit. He's the reason that I eat hummus to this day. True. He, yeah, he True. introduced me to hummus, and he also introduced me to pumpkin seeds. <laughs> so now, what do they do? You have to tell the family what's going on with the hummus and the pumpkin seed. Hummus. Well, as far as the hummus, hummus is just good. Yes. But um, I remember I was wearing like a, a knee brace, man. It's just like with me, like if, if I'm just lazy, you know, you look at the scale, you're going to gain a couple of pounds. And then I'll try to get back in the gym and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Ronye noticed I had on like a knee brace or whatever. And I was like, what are you eating? And no, uh, he was just uh, he had like a bag and, you know, he was eating and he looked, he opened his hand. He had like pumpkin seeds. Yeah. And he was like, look it up. He was like, research. He said, they are good for like your joints and stuff like that. They have a lot of um, good uh, inflammation. <clears throat> yeah, inflammation. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they have a, a, you know, a lot of uh, beneficial properties. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and, and that's what I like about him. You're always going to get some type of nuggets, not chicken, yeah. nuggets, not chicken, not, nuggets. No, not McDonald's. But you're going <laughs> to. <laughs> but you're gonna always get some type of nuggets just just from talking to him. You know he's a he's an intelligent guy. He understands the game of basketball. So I credit him to uh, hummus and uh, pumpkin seeds. You know as far as me. Yes. No. no I it. think it's beautiful. I mean anything that uh, <laughs> dissolves some inflammation in your body, man. 
Uh, you're, you're a healer? <laughs> you're, you're, you're a health hey, he- man, healing what? guru he's by a, accident? He's a shaman. <laughs> That's what happens when you're constantly working on people's bodies and yourself. You know what I'm saying? Now I need y'all to know Ronye Henry uh, is super big bro, but he looks a year or two older than me. I'm 46. So he's in great shape. You know what I'm saying? I've seen him clear out a gym and, and he's older than I am. Look at him looking like it's natural. <laughs> it's, that's I, I hey, that's right. That's Look, hey, this guy's super humble, so I can't imagine him on the court. I'm, I'm sure he's a whole different person. All right, so now we're going to get into the introduction <laughs> and the birth of the fire workout in the sand. Ah, fire workout. Tell us about that, Mr. Runye. So the fire workout is basically a... a, a I don't know how to, how to explain it. So it, most people call it like a boot camp. I don't use that term. Okay. Um, I, I would like to say it's like a functional exercise class because most of the movements that we use are basic, fun, you know, FEC functional. functional exercise class. That fact. Fact. Um And so we were talking about this before. Um, I actually did that class out in the sand. We at the Bartlett Rec Center. They had a sand volleyball court out behind the facility. Mm-hmm. And that's where it started. And I did that for three years, and I didn't charge anybody. Like, I, I I did it, and I think in the back of my mind I was doing it to kind of figure out what works and what doesn't work. Right. Um, same with basketball training. I did that for six years before I charged anybody because I wanted to make sure it worked. There are some drills that I did starting out that I don't do anymore mm-hmm. because they don't work. Yeah. And, I, and I figured it out. So – you know, whatever class you come and work with me on, I, I've gotten to the point now where I kind of know what works and what doesn't work. But if if it's something that doesn't work for you, we'll figure it out. Right. Do you, do you know which exercise I, I hated? Um, it was when we had to do, was it the crab? The crab, <laughs> crab walk? Man. In the you got to get in low. the sand. We oh, had to do it in the sand. Oh, in the hot sand? Man, hot. the crab walk, man, it had me fecked up. <laughs> <laughs> you see how we do that? Uh, it had me faked up, bro. Like, up. man, and, and then we were also he had us in a line, yeah, and it was about ten of us in a line, and we had to pass the medicine ball. We had to uh, almost put our our knees to our chest. We're uh, sitting down, uh-huh. a butt in the sand, and we had to have our knees up, and we're passing a medicine ball. Yes. To the next person, and then they passed it back. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm telling you. And like, how many times y'all do that? Just one down, one one up, all the way down, one all the way back. Well, I blacked out after the first time, oh. so I don't know. What's that? <laughs> Dear Lord, I th- I thank you for bringing me here. But may I go home? <laughs> Man, it was in in a, a funny story. Um, you know, a lot of people know my nephew, um, Mark Dracus, that played mm-hmm. at the University of Arkansas. He played against Anthony Davis. And he was on the University of Memphis coaching staff, and now he's the assistant coach at uh, Alabama State. Yes, you know, sir. That's with awesome. T- with Tony Madlock. So he was home one summer. Actually, they had just played Anthony Davis and them. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a summer. He was, he was on a break. They had just played Anthony Davis and them. And I said, man, you got to come to this workout. And Mardrakas was a D1 player yeah. in shape yep. and even – that workout had him fecked up. <laughs> Look, you the greatest. He, he stuff said, up "Man, here. he said <laughs> we got in the car." He said, "Man, <laughs> where, where you find this dude? With? Man, what? Cause what we, yeah, we did it in the sand, man, and um, man, it, it was burning like yeah. it was fire. 
Yeah, <laughs> it was fire. Literally. Uh, so you, Ryan, you, you have no military training? No. It, it seems like uh, uh, these workouts offer something like that, but you've never been to the military? I've not, no. Hmm. He's, he's a madman. And it's interesting you say that because uh, it was one Saturday, I think, after class, it was a gentleman standing up. There was a walking path mm-hmm. um, above the gym. <clears throat> Excuse me. He came down after our class was done, and he was in the military. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he's like, you on the right – like, I like this. I mean, obviously, he's probably seen workouts much harder than what I was doing, but just because I was able to take what we learned doing in the sand mm-hmm. – into the gym. I was mm-hmm. able to kind of take all those concepts um, and use them in the gym. Uh, he just appreciated it, which I, you know, you know, I always tell my kids, you never know who's watching. Right. Make, right. Sure, you're, make spe- sure you're excellent. And speaking of watching, we would always have an audience and there would be people on the sidelines <laughs> and they'll be walking away. <laughs> I ain't ready for that yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Man, they'll, they'll, they'll week, be watching. They'll, they'll watch, man, like five, ten minutes of the workout and yeah. walk away and be like, nah. Because I never nah, seen I nothing like that. it before. Nah. And what I like, you know, the, the workouts are are different because you know you don't uh, get you don't get a chance to get used to them and you don't plateau right so that's what I love about them all right so we're gonna move into well first of all before we move into uh drinking the suede raid raid Runye if if a kid or if a parent says I want my kid to train with you what exactly would they be getting well, the first thing that I, I, you know, I try to do is to be honest with people. Um, like I said before, I, I would probably want to analyze them. So I've had people, because uh, on my flyers, I say the, the minimum age is nine. Mm-hmm. I've had people whose kids are younger than that. Mm. And I will give them an opportunity to come and basically try out for my class because it's not for everybody. Like mm-hmm. everyone's not ready to, to train at that level, to, to have that level of stimulation and focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that. So I've done that before, but the parents and, and children that do participate in my program, um, I think they've kind of learned to expect that I'm going to be honest with them, that I'm going to analyze, I'm going to constantly correct and keep them focused on what we're doing, mm-hmm. um, keep them accountable. Uh, sometimes I give them homework. I say, you need to work on this mm-hmm. when you're not with me because I'm not with you every day. That's right. Um, so... There have been times you I think you mentioned your son and and how I diagrammed his jump shot. There have been times I've taken slow motion video and, you know, our phones are a little bit more advanced now. I'll take and draw in the video to show them where the release point is, where the release point should be, what their hands are doing, what their feet are doing, where their hips are. All these little nuances on on jump shots or layups or or passing even Uh, whatever skill set we're working on. It's just very detailed. you know, you're going to walk out knowing exactly what it is you need to you need to uh, to work on. Right, right, right. Um, we know. Right. Sway, no. <clears throat> what? <laughs> and, and and speaking of uh, Chris, I do you remember that time <laughs> he was BSing and we were late, and you immediately made him jump in. He didn't even warm up, and he was gone for a little minute. He was in a bathroom throwing up. <laughs> he was in a bathroom. No, nah, because I, I, I used to tell him, and then Runya used to tell people, he used to be like, man, you got to hydrate before you can come to my class. That's right. Hydrate. That's right. He didn't do it. So he had a really rough day. And what's ironic is I posted a text message between us, and it came up in my memories. 
and <laughs> I had to screenshot it. So this is after a day um, of Ranier's fire workout. I know he was struggling. So I text him. I said, look, your dad loves you very much. I'm very proud of you. And he was like, and he was 14. He was 14. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he sent me this. He was like, I love you too, Pops. I'm done just trying to get by things and not giving it my all no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of work to do, but I can promise you by this time next summer, I'll be so much better than I have been at anything. It's bigger than just basketball, Pops. I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to do better and um, be better myself into becoming successful in life itself. This is only the beginning. Wow. And that's you. Yeah. That's and that was you. that was you. Coach Henry. You know, so he didn't throw that up. Wow. But right. uh, <laughs> but uh he, he held yeah, it down. Yeah, yeah, he 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 held it down. All right, so Runye, so now it is time to drink the suederade in bloop, our bloop, section bloop, bloop, of bloop, bloop, cap and no cap. So today he is drinking the Gator Light, <laughs> but it is Suederade. Suederade. All right. So the way that it works is I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to drink the Suederade, and then you're going to answer. And your answer is either going to be cap or no cap. And, of course, with the, our youngsters today, cap means a lie. No cap means the truth. All right. So my first question is the Lakers will win the championship. Drink the Suede, right? And answer. (laughs) Shake up. He's shaking up the world. Like I got Muhammad Ali. What you think? Certainly agree. Lakers. Not quite Drakers. Bing. I got something for him. I got something for him. Cap or no cap? You would choose Shaquille O'Neal over Hakeem Elijah Wan. Choop, choop, choop. Choop. Cap. Boom! Look, how Hakeem starts for me as well, right. ladies and gentlemen. All right, so here's my last question of cap and no cap. Memphis was wrong how they did Dylan Brooks. Was it his fault or no? I didn't even drink nothing on that one. <laughs> Look, and that's okay. Everybody's got. I just look. You got We'll talk about that later. Okay. Cap or no cap? Let me see here. I know I got some. Hmm. Steph Curry will surpass LeBron James's spot on Mount Rushmore. Ooh. That's cap. That's cap. Hey, hey, we, we just asked the questions around here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Look, that's love. That's love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes I dream. They be saying, like Curry. 
I'm just saying. All right, so the, the next section is the champ move or chump move. So recently, mm-hmm. the Milwaukee Bucks fired their head coach for losing to an eight seed. They were the number one seed in the entire NBA. They lost to a Miami Heat team, which is my team. Boom. And the Miami team had come into the playoffs in the play-in tournament and lost the first game. The firing of Budenholzer, mm. was this a champ move or a chump move? In my opinion, this was a chump move because he had his brother um, had just got killed. Oh, my goodness. His brother just got killed during the playoffs. So his mind was discombobulated. And I know he just won a championship a couple of years ago, but they were talking about firing him then. My personal opinion, even though I love the Miami Heat and we beat them boys, in my opinion, this was a chump move. Runye, what say you? Well, I definitely think it's a chump move. But when I talk about the NBA, whether it's like teams, players, mm-hmm. <clears throat> sometimes it's hard to use them as an example. Right. So, if, okay. you know, when, when I'm training kids and I'm trying to talk about the game, it's hard to use the NBA as an example because it's a business. Right. You know, I, I, I when my sons were, were young, I would tell them every time you would see uh, a video about the NBA, at the end credits it says NBA Entertainment. Right. Mm. Entertainment, like so, WWE. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's, it's entertainment. So, I mean, you know, I, I always had to take it with a grain of salt any decision that's made in the NBA because a lot, of, a lot of times it's, it's not a real basketball decision. Got you. It's a business decision. Got gotcha. you. And, and just to build off of what he said – my son, our, 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 these kids aren't watching college basketball at all, mm-hmm. and I had to. I'm trying to tell my son, son, this is the, the the epitome of basketball. This is the this is competition. This is the highest form of competition in basketball. Mm-hmm. Then you go to the NBA. You understand? But to answer your question, extreme chump move on, on so. my end. That that is just. That's heartless. Like, I mean, yeah, it's a business. Um, you, you, you can if you just want a chip, you can uh, a year two, yeah. you can bounce back. I mean, so you basically saying uh, Budenholzer was on that. You gotta watch how you talking to me, yo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on man. That heartless, huh? Hey, man, that that, that that's. Tony, like, you've been quiet over there. Is that a chant move or a chump move? You know, we always got to hear from you, Tony. <laughs> well. I was just honoring our guest today, Ain't but no, real talk. That's ch- that's a chump move. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's fuck just MCs call me fire. <laughs> you hear me? To burn my kingdom, you must shoot fire. Hear me? All right, so we are going to wrap up the show. Oh. Runye, we need to know how to find you. We're going to put all of your pages and how you know our um, kids and adults can find you you know on social media but i will allow you to tell us how we can find you or how they can find you very easy to find me all, all of my pages it's just my name ronye henry so you gotta spell that cause please uh, spell ronye it's r-h-y-n-i-a henry h-e-n-r-y one more time please r-h-y-n-i-a and Henry, H-E-N-R-Y. Crooked letter, crooked letter. I hum back, hum back. I cool. Uh, let's give a round of applause for Runye yeah. one more time. Henry. 
Mr. Ronye, it's, it's a pleasure. I've been trying to get you on the show for a minute. And the reason is I love what you do, and I just think the world should know who you are. So salute to you, my brother. Yes, sir. And thank you for being a part of the Champ and the Chump podcast. And at this time, we will extend the lifetime invitation. You can come on the show anytime please, you want. Please. And we are looking forward to seeing you and Landon work. <laughs> Getting in this gym and him complaining about how sore he is, but how happy. I can't wait to get that text. Uh, hey, I, I, I can't probably, wait to get you, that text. You probably going to get hey, it. Dad, I appreciate you so much. I threw up. I wasn't ready. I couldn't believe it. Um, he's the guy I'm going to be a lawyer. Man. <laughs> and, hey, and a sports agent because hey, of him. You could have thought he was in the Marines because it was a whole bunch of hoo <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, we're signing off for today. Thank you, Coach Henry, for coming through from K-Dub. Swade Wade, we are the Champion of Jump Podcast, sponsored by 118 Media, LLC. LLC, ya. This has been a 118 Media production.